Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Shalom Yudim, Shalom Lebenei Noach, Shalom Goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day, Gimel B'chodesh Shvat, Parashas Bo, Tashin Pei Beis, 5782, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, 4 January, 2022. You're listening to the program program, webcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from the target of the Joe Biden administration. If not directly from him, I don't think he knows he's alive, then from Barack Obama. And others behind the scenes, other henchmen and henchwomen of his, all enemies of Israel and the United States, for supporting Israel. Indeed, in this edition of Phantom Nation, we will survey at least some of the indicators of the hostility of the Biden administration to Israel. And I emphasize administration, which goes beyond him, because I don't think Joe Biden believes in anything, and he's never offended by anything. I don't think he cares about Israel. I don't think he hates Israel. He and his son and his cronies are all hopelessly corrupt, not only criminals in their financial lives, but sex lives as well. In fairness to them, we will also scan the culture that produced them. It's said that a democratic society gets the leaders it deserves. And for sure, Joe Biden and his types are all over the place, with his handlers truly hateful of America. Obama said in his 2008 campaign for the presidency he was going to fundamentally change this country because, logic tells us, he fundamentally does not like this country, versus Joe Biden, who has no likes, no dislikes, just appetite. We also focus on, and not for the first time, uh, the UN as an organization equally corrupt for its lack of purpose and achievement and, above all, its sick obsession with Israel. Last week, the General Assembly came up with another committee to propose to whose purpose is to smear Israel as a sadistic, callous, cruel society of war criminals when the UN never shines a light on the satanic cruelty of the Muslims who fire thousands of missiles into our neighborhoods. And they don't, and they don't do that because almost a third of the UN's members are officially Muslim nation states, which is why liberal states should exit the UN because no Islamic state is a liberal democracy and because Islam is a form of anti-Semitism. When one of the UN's first major behaviors in 1947 was recognizing the right of Jews to live free of the kind of oppression and humiliation Islamic societies have chronically subjected their Jewish minorities to. And we will get started after the following messages from Israel News Talk Radio. Israel is located in one of the most volatile areas in the world. Israel is an island of stability and a sea of war and unrest. In the midst of this turmoil, Israel stands out as a beacon of order and human progress. Each week we update you on what's happening in this, the Jewish state, a true light unto the nations. This is Jay Shapiro. Join me every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio.
Shalom Yudim, Shalom Lebnei Noach, Shalom Legoyim. It's the evening of the fourth day. Gimel B'chodesh Shat, Parashas Bo, Tavshin Pei Beis, 5782. The evening of the third day, Tuesday, 4 January 2022. You're listening to the program, program webcasting on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from the target of the Joe Biden administration, if not directly from him. I don't think he knows he's alive. Then from behind the scenes from Barack Obama, henchmen and henchwomen. Enemies of Israel and the United States for supporting Israel. It's a little-known feature of 9-11 that it deserves to be cataloged as an anti-Semitic act of terror, arguably the most destructive anti-Semitic horror since the end of World War II. Fourteen months after 9-11, Osama bin Laden, a splendid specimen of a conscienceless Muslim Arab savage, published in an Arabic newspaper an explanation of why he did it. And right at the top, he accused America of aggressing against Islam via its support of Israel. In any case, what the Biden administration is doing in various arenas is hostile, antagonistic to the United States and to Israel. Yesterday, a Palestinian media watch, to whom I subscribe, uh, had their excellent Maurice Hirsch expose how the Taylor Force Act of Congress in 2018 at war with the practice of the PA sending money to their assassins of Jews, that is being circumvented by Biden and company. The law's purpose was to prevent the PA from sending money to the terrorist and his family, which has not happened. So far, the family of the Arab savage with a knife who stabbed Taylor Force in the back uh, gets has gotten over $32,000. Uh, Arabs love that kind of violence, stab in the back. Taylor Force was an American visiting Israel, a West Point graduate, a veteran of the fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan. And he was uh, walking along the uh, Tel Aviv beachfront, which, by the way, did not exist before Zionism. And he was stabbed from behind by an Arab who had already stabbed, I think, 10 others. Uh, Taylor Force was here to see the business scene in the startup nation. Just walking along when from behind a deeply religious man, a believer in the God of Ibrahim, plunged a knife into Taylor Force's back. I think he died in the ambulance, rushing him to hospital. So the Taylor Force Act was meant to prevent the criminal PA, that respectable camouflage name, invented by Dr. Joseph Balin, Ph.D. He invented it for the Fatah assassins. The uh, fools and villains of the Jewish left believed Fatah, uh, they were the secular, nationalistic, patriotic terrorists, uh, none of whom uh, among the louvers and shakers, among the Jewish people on the left. No one knew that Fatah means conquest, and in context, in the Quran, it means conquest of the infidels. It's the uh, chapter title of, of number 48 out of 114 chapters, and it concerns Muhammad's deceit, uh, the principle of taqiyah, dissembling, lying to your enemy that you want peace, but not really meaning it. It's the principle of dissembling, pretending to peace, what Muhammad did uh, to his enemies was promised 10 years of truce, but after two years he saw an opportunity to strike his enemies, like the Arab savage who murdered Taylor Force. Sneak attack. In the old Wild West, this was called bushwhacking, a.k.a. fighting dirty. So the Biden administration is uh, funneling money to the PA that winds up to the, in the families of the imprisoned terrorists. Uh, circumventing the Taylor Force Act. It's the American government in this period, 
funding this generation's principal Jew killers. And that's not all. In a separate piece altogether, Adam Credo in the Washington Free Beacon reports that the Biden administration pays no attention to a congressional mandate to sanction, doesn't say how, Hamas and Hezbollah cultists for using children in combat as human shields. These Muslims see nothing wrong with that, and that's because they remain barbarians. In effect, both Hamas and Hezbollah are two weapons wielded by Iran by proxy via Iran's financial support of these organizations that are licensed to, to Jew kill. Murdering Jews at random, a.k.a. terrorism, is not only permitted in Islam, it's, it's entwined with often suicide, martyrdom. It is a religious act, a pious act. One becomes a martyr, a shaheed, a martyr for Islam, for which piety the martyr is rewarded with an eternity of pleasure. Alcohol is permitted. Indeed, in Muslim paradise, the streams run with wine. One can be drunk 24-7 and rape virgins 24-7 for all eternity. That the Muslims here in Hamas and Hezbollah shield themselves in battle with children resonates with the Canaanitic sacrifice of children. I remember in the two intifadas as well how the stone-throwing teenagers would throw from behind a line of little ones in the knowledge we Jews are civilized and recoil from killing children. In the 1982 Lebanon war, Fatah also placed anti-aircraft batteries on the rooftops in southern Lebanon of hospitals and orphanages so that if bombed, the Jews uh, would be smeared with being baby killers, the ones who commit human sacrifice for their faith. Three days ago as well, the Biden administration joined the demonic UN Human Rights Council of uh, anti-Semitic delusionists who think the worst offender of human rights in the world is Israel. It's not Iran. It's not any Muslim country. It's not communist China in Tibet. It's not Cuba. Under Trump, the U.S. was not a member in protest of this body, protesting its plainly deranged behavior toward little Israel. Well, now the U.S. is back in that group, bestowing respectability on lunatic Jew hatred. In the, I believe, self-deluding excuse, U.S. presence will modify the council's anti-Jew extremist acting out. Fat chance. And not only that, at the U.N., they've just created another agency office committee to cater just to the Palestinians to investigate Israeli war crimes in Gaza. And Bayevsky, a U.N. monitor, just reported on the JNS site that the budget for this new anti-Jew committee will come from the regular budget so that the U.S. again uh, will be behind it. The U.S. provides 22% of the U.N. budget and will be funding this latest tribunal of the Jews as evildoers. You see, the U.N. does not yet have enough departments devoted exclusively to the victims of the Zionists. Uh, The first uh, department uh, followed in Israel's criminal self-defense in 1967, which resulted in Israel's presence in the hills of Judea and Samaria following the flight of the Jordanians. Uh, The first uh, committee uh, appeared in 1968, a year later. Uh, The UN General Assembly created the, quote, special committee to investigate Israeli practices affecting, these are all with capital letters, affecting the human rights of the Palestinian people and other Arabs of the occupied territories. Seven years later, uh, following one satanic terrorist strike after another in that period, in 1975, the UN General Assembly, besides voting for that infamous Zionism is Racism 
resolution also created the, quote, Committee on the Exercise of the Inalienable Rights of the Palestinian People. Two years later, in 1977, the General Assembly created the Division for Palestinian Rights, the DPR. In 2004, the uh, General Assembly created the UN Register of Damages to assist Palestinians in filing claims against Israel for what Palestinians say were damages they incurred during the construction of Israel's security barrier in the West Bank. You got that? Battalions of suicide bombers tormented us in that period, uh, forcing us to build this barrier, the most expensive public works project ever in Israel, with the enemy demanding compensation for any damages to their uh, property. This calls to mind Kristallnacht in Germany that followed the killing of a German diplomat in Paris by a Polish Jew whose parents at the moment were homeless and without shelter in terrible weather. Uh, Kristallnacht was a night of random murder of uh, innocent Jews and massive vandalism of Jewish property, after which the Nazi government held the Jews responsible for the riots and billed them for all the repairs. And now it's 2022, and there will be a new commission of inquiry into Jewish war crimes that will employ 18 full-time staffers working in the office of the U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights. I say anyone who takes seriously the Palestinian movement for national liberation is blind that this is nothing but this generation's way of hating Jews and imagining us as guilt-bearers. Indeed, the greatest Jew ever in the mind of Christians was at the moment of his passion the guiltiest man in the world, a Jew bearing all of mankind's sins. And ever since, Jews have been the guilt-bearers. What was the Holocaust, if not the logical consequence of Hitler blaming the Jews for stabbing Deutschland in the back in the Great War? That's why they lost. Uh, And that is why Germany in the 1920s, uh, when he made a name for himself, was suffering the abuse of the humiliating peace terms forced upon der Vaterland. It was all the fault of the Jews. The vote in the uh, UN General Assembly approving the creation of this new committee within the Human Rights Division, was eight states opposed to its creation, 34 states abstained, 125 said yes, and uh, 56 of the officially Muslim states in the UN likely were half of that figure. So uh, what's left, I suggest, what's left of the Western liberal democracies, what they should do is come to their senses and exit this assembly of Jew-hating nation-states. The UN is an immense boondoggle, producing such abominations as the World Health Organization, culpable in the millions of COVID deaths. The UN was the attempt uh, to improve upon Woodrow Wilson's League of Nations, whose creation was rooted in his utopian fantasy that a council of nations would debate their differences peacefully and settle them peacefully. Mm -hmm. I know the UN from the inside, and it's nothing but a hot air factory of corrupt, new-loving bureaucrats in their air-conditioned offices uh, where they never get their hands dirty, but use their mouths to dirty the Jews.
The Tamar Yona Show. Tamar, she's sassy. She's smart. She's funny. But she's also a real Jewish mother. Hi, everybody. I'm Tamar Yona. And yes, I can be all of those things. But at Israel News Talk Radio, I'm here to bring you the news stories and guests that you may not hear anywhere else. Join me live on air Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays for the most unique and bold talk radio in Israel. The Tamar Yona Show. Yeah, Joe Biden and those pulling his strings uh, behind the scenes are not just criminals, but traitors who via Biden are wrecking America. Uh, there is the biological plague launched by the communists in China, and no less this this psychological plague supporting uh, incredibly destructive policies. Uh, this plague manifests in such news items as Elementary school libraries now stocking on their shelves pornography for school kids and commonly homosexual perversion. The Gatestone Institute website has a new post from uh, Richard Kemp, former head of British forces in Afghanistan, who sees Israel clearly, unlike the anti-Semites in his country, in the media. He surveys what Biden has done to American foreign policy in less than a year, and it's as destructive as can be all around. His summary, Kemp's summary, is evidence of what uh, Robert Gates said of Biden, quote, wrong on every foreign policy issue in his years in Washington. Close quote. Uh, And I say he's a bull in a china shop. Every which way he turns, he wrecks. And we should not uh, be taken aback. When Biden, on his first day in office, ordered all federal buildings to allow males who think they are really female to use the ladies' room. Famous Italian filmmaker Federico Federini, in his Satyricon about Rome in its last days, dramatized weddings, a wedding between two men, one dressed as a woman. This, too, was the behavior of the men in Sodom and Gomorrah, and historians have made the case that Greece and Rome, with all their achievements in philosophy and architecture and engineering, They disappeared into the catacombs of history due to the failure to have babies and raise them to become the next generation. The horrible disease of AIDS, likewise, was the rotten fruit of the American Psychiatric Association in 1972, deleting homosexuality as a mental disorder. About the same time as Roe v. Wade approved abortion as a kosher response to unwanted pregnancy. In the year 2020, The Supreme Court and lower courts also, in their degenerate state, refused to get involved in the obvious corruption of the November 3rd election. Judges, justices, who are also, uh, and should be, patriotic American citizens who read the news like everybody else and surely saw the massive evidence of illegality. The very idea of Joe Biden being more popular with the voters than Donald Trump is so preposterous, it calls to mind Joe Goebbels' big lie. Shame on all the courts that refuse to get involved. Society whose president, his first day in office, uh, signs an executive order ordering all federal buildings to open the ladies' room to delusional males who think they're females. That is a sick society. Joe Biden is the president of this moribund post-liberal culture. I strongly recommend that you all at some point click on the Arut Sheva Israel National News website And in the search box, insert the name Patrick Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. It's been on that site for a couple of weeks now. There are two uh, two two-minute videos of this man, a businessman, describing the utter criminality of Obama, Clinton, Brennan, the whole lot of those criminals. Not only are they criminals, they're traitors, and for that deserve to be shot.
tragically, sadly, it said that democratic societies get the leaders they deserve. And so it's fitting, perhaps, that at the very top of the society, the President of the United States of America, successor to George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, Dwight Eisenhower, Ronald Reagan, all of whom stood for virtue versus the current president, who is a world-class scumbag, he and his whole coterie. These are dirty people. Joe Biden, by all credible reports, is one sleazy con man who became a con man because he was never bright enough to become a productive adult. He was accepted at Syracuse University Law School, but then in his first year, as a lawyer-in-training broke the law against intellectual property theft and flunked a course because he was caught plagiarizing a published article. And he did that because, I reason, he never had the brains to compose a coherent essay on the assignment. In the end, despite his initial functionally criminal plagiarization, he got his law degree finishing number 76 out of a class of 85 in class ranking. Uh, he is an influence peddler who, in all his years in Washington, as a high-paid civil servant, produced nothing of value and benefit to the American people. He also had a record of aggressing against women with unwanted touching, the sniffing of their hair, and one credible accusation of rape. Of course, Biden would not be the first American president guilty of sexual deviance. President William Jefferson Clinton, a.k.a. King Billy the Kinky, has been convincingly shown to be a serial rapist. Assisted by his consort, Lady Macbeth Clinton, a.k.a. Hillary the Deplorable, that twisted combination of a champion feminist and accomplice to a serial rapist. Go figure. Uh, journalist Miranda Devine of the New York Post has a new book out on Hunter Biden's laptop, and if earlier reports were accurate, that laptop contains not only evidence of his and his father's money corruption with the communists, there's also evidence of Hunter's love of narcotics and sexual weirdness. I think one of the most important non-events in uh, 2020, something that did not happen, ha did not happen about the same time as the criminal Democrats stole the election uh, because the party of Thomas Jefferson had become a criminal enterprise. Uh, there had, were no official ceremonials that I was aware of conducted in America uh, last November, December, uh, commemorating the 400th anniversary of the Puritan pilgrims coming ashore on Massachusetts Bay. It was no accident, I think, this non-event did not take place because today's America bears no resemblance to America as it had been from 1620 until the 1960s. What was so shocking about the Russia hoax, the shameless lying and slandering of Donald Trump as a Russian agent, a lie invented by Hillary Clinton, who was the real collaborator with the Russians, paying them $12 million for a scurrilous list of lies about Trump and his alleged sexual perversity, money provided by the Democratic National Committee that, by its support, certified its metamorphosis into a criminal and even a treasonous enterprise. Most shocking was the corruption of so many of the country's highest officials besides Hillary. The fish stinks from the head, and in this case, it concluded the covert jihadi at the top, President Obama, and the heads of CIA and FBI and DOJ. One department and agency after another led by criminal traitors. The corruption in the U.S. at that point uh, was widespread. But this should not surprise because the moral gangrene afflicting America's government is so widespread across the culture in many of its organs 
The rot is not confined to Washington and the government. For example, the universities seem afflicted by some kind of intellectual cancer that has transformed them from centers of civilized discussion and respect for others with different opinions into Orwell's Ministry of Truth, in which there's only one truth, and if you deny it, you get canceled. You're not listened to. And the Pope of Political Correctness, Jack Dorsey, may bar you from Twitter forever. American universities have morphed into a mirror image of their traditional role as centers of civilized study and reflection. They now charge outrageous fees for their degrees because they have bloated their payrolls with administrators, not scholars, paying them salaries for such as the Dean of Diversity and Safe Spaces, those havens where a student does not have to listen to opinions different from his own. Shai Ben Tekoa, Brother Shai, we crossed paths at the University of Chicago in 67. I had just gotten my Bachelor of Science degree, pre-med biopsychology, and you were in the Divinity School. U of Chicago Hillel was a hangout, as well as Delta Upsilon Fraternity. I want you to know that we of Salfordians for the Safety and Security of Israel Institute find that your podcasts from theprogramprogram.com are really inspiring. You really have gutsy candor, and we say toda We have monthly pro-Israel rally events at the Miami-Dade College campus, main entrance, 109th Ave and 104th Street. Eight lanes of traffic, thumbs up, horn honking. People are fired up over the Iran menace and the prospect of nuclear weapons in Iran. Keep up the great work, and thank you so much for your fantastic work and your podcast.
In a time where feelings have become fact, where rational thought and common sense has disappeared, one man stands above it all. I'm Howie Sobaker, your political hitman. Political Hitman airs every Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. North American Time, 7 a.m. Israeli Time, only on Israel News Talk Radio. Are you interested in transforming your life, drawing closer to the Creator, and uncovering the deeper meanings and hidden treasures in the Hebrew Bible? Then join me, Rav Yitzhak Michelson, and me, William Hall, on the Science of Kabbalah, where we are seeking to narrow the gap between what we understand of our physical and spiritual worlds. So make sure to tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Israel Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Israel News Talk Radio. So here we are in the age of uh, Lady Macbeth Clinton and Brennan and Biden, this crime syndicate. The rod also goes beyond government and uh, higher education into the arts and entertainment, which have become intolerably decadent and vulgar. The most watched TV program in the year uh, has long been the Super Bowl, whose halftime show commonly features a scantily clad singer-dancer bumping and grinding in vulgar gyrations to an audience of millions of American parents and children in their living rooms. A century ago, men had to go downtown to the burly queue and pay money to see such female pulchritude in Terpsichorean motion. Now it is in every American's living room. Common speech, no less, is now in the gutter. Hollywood's feature movies and cable TV cops, lawyers, and comedy shows are now written by scriptwriters who cannot, or so it seems, write a line of dialogue without some form of the old English acronym for unlawful carnal knowledge. And there is a connection, I believe, between this verbal sewage spilling from otherwise civilized mouths and the uh, corrupted sex lives of Americans who in the age of contraception have transformed procreation, the most godlike thing humans do, into pleasure stripped of procreation, epitomized by the country's moneyed and political elites, elites who, who enjoyed flying down to Jeffrey Epstein's island of sin. Sex with underage girls dozens of times on that plane was the President of the United States, Emeritus. The American Psychiatric Association corrupted itself in 72 when it removed homosexuality from its list of mental disorders. In 1973, the Supreme Court threw holy water on abortion uh, as a form of post-coital birth prevention. Since then, Americans have created new human life in the womb tens of millions of times, scores of millions, and, and, and killed what they created scores of millions of times with financial assistance from the government. To an organization dishonestly called Planned Parenthood, it should be renamed Planned Intrauterine Infanticide. When only 60% of Americans, according to a recent Pew survey, think a couple that has a baby should be married or should get married, that's like getting 60 on a test. You fail. A society without healthy families is a sick society. 1992, the American people voted into Oval Office someone who turned out to be a serial rapist assisted by his feminist wife. In 2015, the Supreme Court threw holy water on men marrying men and women marrying women, in which procreation between them is impossible. And now we have the rampant lunacy of transgenderism. This is a society that now deserves Joe Biden, wrecking it. So I strongly recommend 
uh, going to the Israel National News site and searching for Patrick Byrne, and you will see uh, an extraordinary series of uh, reports on the behavior of the people who ran this country then and have caused the suffering we're experiencing now. This uh, suffering also has influenced uh, Israel to a tremendous degree, this corruption. Israelis no longer greet one another and part from one another with the word shalom. They want to imitate America. So it's no more shalom, it's high and by, or yalla by. How cosmopolitan they are versus saying shalom, which is so provincial, you know, it's just too Jewish. The collapse of sexual morality in the United States, leader in Western civilization, affected the whole civilization, and uh, Israel no less, particularly Israel. Yair Lapid's Israel is proud of having one of the best, biggest gay pride parades in the world, geographically located less than 100 miles from Sodom and Gomorrah. I read that at uh, the last one of these uh, gay pride things in Tel Aviv, I guess before the germ warfare attack, there was a tent there for men who could not uh, wait to go home or back to their hotel with their pal. Uh, they just had to do it right there in that tent in the fairgrounds. And it is this corruption, this corrupt slice of society that has affected so much of the leaders of the Haredi community, no less, which should not surprise. They are as human and fallible as the non-observant. And given the invention of the smartphone, anyone walking around these days with a smartphone can call up pornography anytime they want. Last week, we heard the terrible news that Chaim Valder, an immensely popular and beloved author of children's books for Haredim, was a covert pervert who abused horribly little girls. Uh, sort of like uh, the weird combination in Hillary Clinton, that champion feminist who moonlights as an accomplice to a serial rapist, uh, who in that Patrick Byrne video is portrayed as deliberately dirtied by cohorts betraying her to be controlled by Obama after she wins the election. These leaders of ours, with their fancy Ivy League educations, are nothing but low-life criminals and sexual outlaws. Last week we endured, and not for the first time, another prominent member of the Haredi community exposed as a sexual monster. There was uh, some time back uh, Yehuda Meshi, Zahav, founder of the estimable Zaka organization, who turned out to be also a compulsive sexual predator. Some years back, the wonderful Torah teacher Rabbi Moti Elon was also exposed as addicted to homosexual aggression against his young yeshiva students. In every picture of him before then, he is seen touching one of them. We also learned last evening one of Valder's victims, following his suicide on his son's grave, she too committed suicide. And I think sexual deviance is arguably as addictive and as compulsive and as dangerous as any opioid. I accept the view among clinical psychologists and psychiatrists that curing the addicted pedophile remains a mystery. Transgender is likewise in the Torah, that is, a prohibition against wearing the clothes of the opposite sex. What today is called transgender used to be called a few years ago transsexualism, and before that transvestism. Contrary to Freud, who might see in these peculiar behaviors the results of some trauma, 
But the Torah says nothing of that. These temptations are right there in the age of Avraham, and one suspects they are inborn, so to speak, factory installed, waiting to be triggered. Since the invention of the birth prevention pill, which led to some women demeaning motherhood, which led to blessing abortion as a morally praiseworthy response to an unwanted pregnancy that could have been prevented by not engaging carnally in the first place. Uh, more than one Hollywood starlet has shamelessly smiled on television and blessed their, her abortion or abortions, which pregnancies, if carried to term, would have ruined her career. The separation of sex and procre procreation via the pill was the, the fuse. And that blew apart sexual restraint. In effect, it was the sin of Sodom, the same sin of Onan as well, the spilling of seed. Women's lib led to gay lib, which led to the AIDS ep epidemic cultivated in countless homosexual male orgies between strangers. As a New York City taxi driver in the 1970s, I saw what was going on and understood that despite the propaganda demanding the right of gays to love whoever they want, this behavior has nothing to do with love. Today, Judaica bookstores here and abroad are emptying their shelves of Chaim Valder's books. It's sad all around, sad for his victims, for his family. If there's any consolation, like the communist Chinese plague, I, I went for my fourth shot today. Uh, Western civilization suffers from the psychological plague, psyche being the Greek word for soul, of sexual morality shattered, broken. Sex is great, but it has to be contained within marriage between a man and a woman who produce children they should raise to be good people. The birth control pill launched a societal tidal wave of sex outside of marriage, of adultery, which led to a tidal wave of divorce and the invention of no-fault divorce, which led to broken families in the millions in Western civilization, certainly in America, from sea to shining sea. And not surprisingly, a generation later, the U.S. elected a president who was a serial rapist aided and abetted by a thoroughly corrupt, bribe-taking Lady Macbeth, desperate to become the most powerful man in the world. It's a world that uh, has spun off its moral axis, which begins in sexual morality, achieved via restraint, such as uh, the Orthodox practice of monthly abstention. So we should not be overly shocked by yet another Haredi addicted to sexual predation, the surrounding culture has become a cesspool of de degenerate language, vulgarity, the pagan tattooing of the body associated with what used to be called heathens, who certainly uh, had nothing to teach mankind about sexual morality. Like the Muslims do this very day in their treatment of women and, uh, and, and their toleration of homosexuality, however formally forbidden, you know, the Janissaries who ran the Barbary pirate ports all had their boy toys, as did Yasser Arafat. I think that one catalyst for chronic Jew hatred is that unlike the Greeks and the Romans and the Persians, the Arabs and the Turks, Jewishness is crystal clear when it comes to sex. And for this, people don't like us big time. Okay, that's it for this edition of Phantom Nation, generously sponsored by Floridians for the Safety and Security of Israel Institute. Uh, the music you heard was by Yossi Azulai and uh, Daniel Aviel. And as usual, we close with Yosef Corduner. For those who uh, want the full story on how the Muslims invented the Palestinians, buy my book, Phantom Nation, in hardcover or Amazon Kindle. It's long, but many say once you start reading, it is hard to put down. 
The whole sweep of Israeli history is there. Three other podcasts are available each week via subscription at www.phantom-nation.com. So uh, until next week, Laila Tov from the occupied Jewish territories. get the inside news on Israel. At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Norris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.